Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sonography Lounge. My name is Lori Green. I'm the host of today's session on our Educator Spotlight, and I'm here with Trisha Rio. And uh, Trisha is our program coordinator here at Gulf Coast Ultrasound, and we're going to talk to her today about her ultrasound background and career and how she got to where she is today. So welcome, Trisha. Thank you, Lori. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So Trisha, I understand when you first started out uh, after getting out of high school that you were considering a career as a pharmacist and uh, after going to college to start that journey that you quickly realized that that wasn't really your thing. And uh, although that happened, it opened up a doorway for you to look into other careers in the medical profession, which ultimately led you to uh, working in ultrasound. So tell us a little bit about that. All right. Yeah, well, when I first th thought about becoming a pharmacist, I, um, you know, I was kind of inspired by working with some pharmacists at Walgreens when I was in high school. And I saw, you know, it looked like a fun job. They got to talk with their patients a lot. And it just looked interesting to me. So I started the coursework for it, which proved to be much more difficult than I had assumed it would have been. Um, organic chemistry and particular was the one that gave me a nice struggle. So when I really started thinking about, is this really for me? Can I really get all the way through this program? I decided to dive a little bit deeper and do some volunteer work and really work with pharmacists one-on-one -on -one and get to know a little bit more about what they did just to make sure that what I was about to put myself through was going to be worth it. And um, although I found a lot of things that intrigued me and inspired me in that field. I also missed the patient contact. I noticed that as the years went on, they had less and less contact with their patient, especially in a hospital setting, and that they were kind of separated from that patient population. And I've always been a people person. So I just quickly realized that maybe this isn't the best thing for me. And so I went to my academic advisor and I said, hey, I've got all these credits and I've already done two years of schooling. What do I do now? And thankfully, you know, she brought some really viable options to the table, one of which was medical imaging. And so I did a quick shadow and decided, okay, that's the route I'm going to go, having no idea how much it was going to change my life. So I know in that uh, that course of education that you were exposed to a lot of different types of imaging modalities, um, MRI, CT, ultrasound, and so forth. And and so, um, what what was the inspiration for you to decide that ultrasound was the direction to? To take? So in our program, we had to take ultrasound or nuclear medicine as our first year. And then as our second year, we could take an advanced modality, which I had chosen MRI. So I really was convinced that I was going to be an MRI technologist. Um, the first couple quarters of ultrasound were very challenging for me. Um, I wasn't quite sure that it was what I wanted to do. I was really focused more on the MRI and kept looking forward to that. But by the third quarter, I quickly realized that ultrasound is an ever-changing and challenging environment. You never know what you're going to walk into every day. You get a lot of patient contact and really get to learn about your patient and see how exactly you're making a difference. You work side-by-side -side with the radiologist to diagnose and treat people. So I quickly realized that it was an amazing opportunity. And then when I started my MRI rotation, 
that sealed the deal for me. I said, uh, ultrasound is where it's at. Now that I've had an opportunity to do both and see both and do clinical rotations in both, ultrasound is where my heart is at. Awesome. I agree with you on that as well. As you know, I was in x-ray as well. And uh, when we went through our x-ray rotation, we had to do a nuclear medicine and a CT rotation and pediatric rotation and so even uh, radiation oncology rotations and, and uh, ultrasound. And uh, even though ultrasound was in its infancy, uh, what I quickly learned after I decided to make that, that uh, turn and go into ultrasound is that not only was it always uh, a, a dynamic profession that you could, uh, you, but you played a, an integral role in the patient care, where as in the other modalities, you didn't, I didn't feel like I received the level of respect that I do in the ultrasound profession. And I think that's mainly because you're not really intimately working closely with the radiologist, the cardiologist, or whatever physician that you happen to be working with. And you, you're, what you do makes a huge difference because you're the one scanning the patient. You're the one that's collecting the clinical information and putting that all together and then taking that to the physician. And they have to trust that you know what you're doing and that you've acquired the appropriate images so that they can make an accurate diagnosis. So it's a team effort, which is not the case in some of those other modalities. You, It's obviously critical that you get the right patient positioning and the appropriate um, images and all the other modalities, but the level of interaction and communication with the not only who's interpreting it, but who's uh, who the referring physician is is oftentimes a lot different. So you feel like you you're you just feel like you're more a, play a, a larger role in that team effort and for sure. Care, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely I really enjoyed working with the physicians and with the radiologists, and I enjoyed the challenge. You know, they'd come to you and say. You know, we, we already did a CAT scan. We can't see it. We need more information. It's up to you to go find it. And, you know, I think that if there's one thing I took away from my experience in school, it was that you have to be prepared. You have to study hard. You have to apply yourself. You have to work really tirelessly to get the right education behind you in order to go in and find those images and to be able to help diagnose that patient. There's situations where we've had a patient who couldn't go into the CT scanner because they have claustrophobia and ultrasound was the only way to find what was going on. So, you know, you really, you just learn how much your knowledge and your skill set matters to these people, to these patients, to these physicians, and that they trust you in order to get what they need. Absolutely. And that's particularly true in the patients that come to the emergency department. They right. may not be stable. And, you know, you don't want to send a patient that's unstable to a CT scanner because that's the last place you want to run a code, right? right. So, you know, ultrasound really is a plays an integral role in the uh, immediate uh, diagnosis and treatment of that particular Absolutely. patient. Absolutely. So when you uh, went into ultrasound, uh, your first modalities that you learned were abdominal and OBGYN, and then I believe you had the opportunity to cross-train into vascular. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about how all that all came to fruition and um, some of the challenges and successes you had in, in being able to uh, become an expert in multiple modalities. 
Yeah, so my program focused on abdomen and OB, which I liked abdomen um, quite a bit. OB was not so much for me. I have a very tender heart, so the losses hit me hard. Um, I have a huge amount of respect for people who can do OB because it's it's a it's a very difficult modality. You deal with the patient, the family of the patient, and then the patient within the patient. And so it's, it's, there's a lot going on. And I just, that for me was a very difficult setting to work in. Um, so I finished the ultrasound program and began my MRI rotation. And I was looking for um, a part-time job in ultrasound just so I could keep my skills up because I had decided that that was what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to wait a full year to start practicing and get out there and work in the field. So I applied for a position with Midwest Ultrasound in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they brought me on as an abdomen technologist who they were going to cross-train in vascular technology, which I was really excited about. I didn't know anything about it. We barely got any exposure to it in school. So it was a little intimidating, um, especially with everything else I had going on, but I wanted to give it a shot. So I started working with them and just fell in love with vascular ultrasound. I had amazing mentors, Kathy Ziegler, Dave Parlato. I worked with um, a technologist who was pregnant at the time with twins. Her name was Kelly, and she really helped mold me. There were so many technologists that I worked with, um, too many to name. They were all amazing. They worked, uh, they were just high quality, knew what they were doing, cared about the patient, cared about the outcome, focused on, you know, making sure that what they were finding correlated with the patient's symptoms and other imaging modalities that they had had. So I really had an amazing opportunity, um, both in the patient care aspect, but also in the accreditation cycle and working with them. So about three years in, I was I think my skills had come to the level where I decided I wanted to take on more of a leadership role. And I don't think I would have been able to do it without those people being involved and taking me under their wing and teaching me what I what I learned. And I think that that's an amazing opportunity and really stresses why you have to pay attention to these little opportunities that come your way. And when you're given the chance to learn a new modality, you have to just take it and run with it because you never know how it's going to change your career, your life, and the life of those you put your probe on. That is so true. And I know that a lot of times when people are given that opportunity to cross-train or or um, maybe their employer is just telling them, you know, in order to stay in this position, you have to get registered or that you also need to cross-train in this modality. And, and, and it is uh, something that takes a lot of time. It's challenging. It not only affects you personally, but also those that um, are your family and friends. And, but, but if you look at it as an opportunity and a doorway to help you to expand your your career then you know you ne like you said it's you never know where it's going to lead you and most likely it's going to lead you to a better place so a lot of times it's 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 well worth it to take that that chance and if you don't like it you don't have to you nothing ventured nothing gained it, right, right? <laughs> that's right <laughs> so um Yes, that's interesting about your mentors that um, you had the opportunity to work with uh, uh, many uh, people who are recognized experts in the vascular profession, and, and that's always great to have uh, someone who can mentor you along the way. They have the expertise. Um, they're active in the professional societies, so it helps you to learn about new technology and a lot of things that are um, 
going to help you in your career. And so obviously that did help you and because you were successful in uh, having a number of different roles in ultrasound. And so uh, why don't you tell us a little about the various um, jobs, uh, career pathways that you've taken within ultrasound and the different roles that you've uh, taken on. Yeah, so when I, like I said, about three years in, I decided I wanted to kind of move up to the next level. So I, my husband and I were actually considering leaving Ohio and moving to Florida. I had grown up in Florida and were very much beach and boat people. He grew up in Maine, so it was either Florida or Maine. And thank goodness I talked him into Florida because I'm not a snow person, although I like it. I don't love it. <laughs> so we decided to move to Florida. Um, just both of us left our jobs and looking back, I'm like, wow, we were crazy. But we didn't have kids. We didn't own a home. So it was really easy to walk away and start over somewhere else. And we wanted to make sure that we got to where we wanted to be before we started the next phase of our life, having children, settling down in a home. Well, after we got down here, I had an opportunity to interview for the technical director position at Blake Medical Center. And, um, and I was hired. And so I began working with them, which was wonderful because I got to do, I got to build my leadership skills while remaining as a staff sonographer. I got to work my skills in not only vascular, but also abdomen, some OB, um, you know, they were trauma center. So I got exposed to the trauma side of things, still taking call and all of that you know, stuff that you have to, I think that those years, although they're really hard and challenging, build your skills and they turn you into the sonographer that you want to be. And so I really valued my time there. I learned a lot from my supervisor, Carol, and just how to apply leadership in the sonography setting and built some of my skills that I think later on really helped me transition from a staff sonographer into the roles I've had since then. That's quite a um, an accomplishment to just pick up and move to a completely different state without knowing if you're going to have a job or not. And, you know, that's, that's a, a great inspiration to those who are considering making a, a big change in their life and that, you know, you sometimes you just have to have faith in yourself and, and your family and, and go for it and uh, but, you know, but trying to plan accordingly along the way, obviously. <laughs> it's funny. It was, when I look back on it, I think about it and I'm like, what were we thinking? Especially because I had just had surgery on my arm, on my scanning arm. I had had um, an injury and I had to have surgery. And I, we came down here, it was six weeks after my surgery. I had just finished my physical therapy. And when I went in for my interview, I didn't want to scan left-handed because it was an abdomen and vascular lab. And I'm like, if I walk in there and scan left-handed, they're not going to want to work with me because they're not going to want to have to change the room around every time I do a patient. So I have to go for it. And I hadn't held a transducer in my right hand in almost a year. And I walked in there and she had me do an SMA celiac and a renal artery. <laughs> And I did it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh. And I walked out of there. I was shaking. And I'm like, I hope I didn't bomb that. And they called me and they said, we'd love to have you come on board. So it's. I think it's a testament to when you want something, you just go after it. You don't hold back. What's the worst that could happen? You fail. Right. So you use that. You learn from it. And you keep going. Right. 
Well, definitely in the in all of life, no matter what you're doing, right? You're going to have a lot more failures, most likely, than you are successes. Mm, and it's so those true. failures that build your character, that help you to learn your lessons, to you know make you a better person, and also to do a better job in your career. So right. um, you shouldn't be afraid to fail. Because you really learn to appreciate your failure when you become successful. Once you get to where you want to be, you look back and you're so grateful for those opportunities because I don't think I'd be where I was today without all the things that have happened in the past. Absolutely. And sometimes we forget about those things. To yeah. Remember that those actually, those were learning learning uh, opportunities that, mm-hmm. that help you to grow as a person and also within your career. So kudos to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So... Um, you were um, actually part of the Gulf Coast team several years ago um, while you were working at Blake as a uh, per diem clinical instructor, and um, we greatly enjoyed having you as part of our team, and, and you're an excellent instructor. And now you are back with us. I am. On a full-time basis. I am. As program coordinator, and we're so happy to have you back as well. But having... Um, been here for several months here now. How do you uh, see this role change making? It's, it's a new, completely new role. It's different than uh, anything that you've probably done in the past. You know, maybe you have to kind of draw from all your experiences to be in an educator position and, and to work with people on not in a long-term education environment, but a continuing medical education environment. And also working with multiple people from across multiple backgrounds, physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, sonographers, RTs. Yes. All people who come from all medical careers, um, family practice physicians, all, all different specialties. So it's, it's quite, it's quite different than just working in uh, a vascular office or a hospital setting. Absolutely. Um, Even though you might be teaching students in the hospital setting but it's completely different in this environment so so how are things going with that and and uh, yeah it's it's great to be back I really enjoy being back Um, I came on as a clinical instructor uh, back in 2011 when I was at Blake as the vascular technical director so I worked at Blake three days a week and you know I didn't have children at that time so I wanted to do something more with my time so I was introduced to the Gulf Coast Ultrasound team, and I came on board, and it was very challenging at first. I really didn't um, know what to expect. I'd never really thought about how to teach someone who's had zero ultrasound experience, Um, but I just really tried to apply what I knew of myself when I was in school. I tried to look through their eyes and remember how it felt the first time you held a probe and how disorienting it can be. And I I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed scanning. And, you know, for a while there, I was really focused on a career teaching and working with Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. But as you know, some things kind of came through and I ended up having twins, which was such a blessing. And shortly after my girls were born, I went to work for a vascular surgeon for about five years. And during that time, I really learned what it meant to be part of a team. I worked solely in a vascular practice. I didn't have other sonographers to talk to and bounce ideas off of. Um, Although I loved my time and I appreciate everything that I learned working in that environment, I missed 
working with sonographers, teaching sonography, talking about ultrasound with people from all walks of life. And so, um, you know, when the time came and I was kind of looking for something more, fortunately, some doors opened and this opportunity came forward. And I tell you, it's still a very challenging day-to-day life. It's much, much different than working in a clinical environment. Um, I focus on different things, but I get to put pick up the transducer and work with people and share techniques and advice. And there's nothing better than seeing that aha moment when they get it. And the excitement that they feel, it totally just changes the entire environment of the room. So you see them and they're struggling, struggling, struggling. And you know, I recently had this situation with an emergency medicine doctor who just couldn't get the orientation, just didn't understand it, couldn't make it out couldn't understand the Doppler and the color flow and all of that, the direction of the flow. And it was about day three of his five-day course with us, and it just clicked. And he was grinning ear to ear. And just knowing that I played a role in that, it was so fulfilling and so rewarding. So while teaching is a whole new bag of tricks, you still get to apply your clinical practice. And you know that what I just taught him is going to go out and help other people. And that means the world to me. Absolutely. Um, yes, it's, it's, uh, definitely being in education is, is quite different than the clinical environment. The one thing nice about our work that we do here is that we get to maintain our clinical skills while at the same time teaching others to, at, at a level of where they can immediately go back and integrate those skills in the clinical practice, which makes a dramatic change in the patient satisfaction, um, and the quality of patient care and safety. And, and we get that feedback on a daily basis, and uh, it's very uh, motivating to continue trying to find different formats, different uh, teaching methodologies that will connect with your audience, um, particularly since we work with so many people that have a varied background. So from physicians, we're going to uh, have a different learning style maybe than a sonographer does, or depending upon their, their educational, not their educational, but their ultrasound background makes a difference on how you convey that message to them when you're teaching them. Yeah, it's like you'll be in a scan lab and the first group you're working with is three sonographers who have 15 years of experience doing echo and now they're being asked to do vascular. So to teach a sonographer with that level of experience how to do vascular requires one method versus the very next rotation, you have a nurse practitioner and two physicians come through who have never even picked up a transducer. And so in just a moment's time, you have to completely switch gears. And now all of a sudden, I'm teaching the very basics, like what is sagittal versus transverse? And how do I know if I'm holding the probe the right way? And what do you mean when you say fan the probe or rock the probe, just those different terminologies and things where you describe how to acquire an image. It's, But that's what I love about it is that it just brings a new challenge every day. And again, seeing the aha moment when somebody learns something and just the excitement that you feel for them. And you know, you know you're helping them and therefore you're helping their patient. Exactly. Those aha moments are are one of the most motivating times that you have as a as an educator. So we we really enjoy that. But I do and that is, you know, one of the exciting things about the work that we do here at Gulf Coast is that it encompasses so many different things from from teaching one-on-one to teaching in groups, teaching different people, 
educational product development, uh, writing articles, so many different things that we do that it gives a lot of variation in your day-to-day uh, responsibilities. So there's never a day that you have nothing to do. <laughs> Very <laughs> and, true. And uh, you're not going to get bored because you're doing a lot of different things. But I often find that people, uh, they look at education as um, maybe uh, the slow, you know, the point you go into education is when you're slowing down in your career, but they really don't understand what actually goes on behind the scenes to make the magic happen, you know, and our, and I think that's where we really excel is at our, our, what we, the services that we provide, not only in customer, customer service, but the quality of education that reaches out to in the same classroom, someone who has no experience to someone who has a lot more experience, but maybe not in that modality. And we have the ability through our expertise and our experiences of working with those people and all of our mentors that we work with, we work with so many different leading experts in the industry that we learn from as well. But all of that brought together um, is what sets us apart from others and allows for our customers to go home excited, ready to scan, and then get back with us to say, you know, this I could actually do this. So it's definitely a rewarding um, position. And oftentimes you don't realize that till down the line because it's because it's when you get those that feedback from the people six, three months later six months later in our surveys that you know we really get to see how they applied those skills that they learned right what what we did and what we taught them and how they went back and implemented that into their practice yeah and as you were saying you know with education some people view it as the time where you're slowing down in your career I look at my entire career until this point as something that prepared me for this next challenge and I definitely view this as the opportunity that will provide my I guess it'll define my career what I do with everything I've learned and every person who inspired me and motivated me and mentored me it was all leading up to this so that I could turn around and share all of that with the people who come through the doors of this institute and what better way to pay homage to all those people than to just carry on that tradition yeah absolutely so uh that is a good segue into just uh bringing up that the, the varying opportunities that people have, as you have had in your career and your personal life and working in different career opportunities from hospital to, to a private practice, education, and the different roles that you've had has helped to build your expertise so that you can get to the next point that you want. And a lot of times I think people don't realize when they first start out in, in ultrasound that there's so many different pathways that you can take. Um, you can be, a, if you're perfectly happy as a staff sonographer, that's a, a definitely it's a great role. But for some people, they might want something else, and they might not want, know what that direction is. And that's going to be a, a segment that we're going to be offering to people um, coming up in the near future on, you know, what roles can you take in ultrasound and what pathways, the pathways that you take, what kind of prerequisites and things that you need to do to kind of build your build your expertise and work your way towards those goals. But there's so many different roles from, from a staff sonographer to leadership roles to educator to clinical specialists traveling around with equipment companies, sales, 
I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do, but oftentimes that's not conveyed to people when they're first getting into the profession. And so, you know, what you have done in your career is a a testament to that, that, you know, you started in one, one point and found out that wasn't the right direction you wanted to go. And that led you into uh, other roles of imaging and finding that ultrasound was the spark that you, you had for that and took that to the next level. And you've, you've been successful in building on that. So, um, you know, that's something to be very proud of. And we are uh, very happy to have you part of our team here at Gulf Coast. Um, You are doing doing a wonderful thing here uh, in the short term, a time that you've been here. And there's a lot to learn, but you certainly have embraced that. And, um, you know, one of the things that 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 we really enjoy working with you is you've got such a bubbly personality and you're upbeat and positive all the time. <laughs> and even though it's challenging and maybe a little bit overwhelming that you've learned through your experiences that, you know, that's what, what you have to do. You know, it's yeah. not going to always be a straight and narrow path to the road to success. You're going to go through a lot of little curves and hills and valleys, but in the end you figure out how to balance it all and uh, learn learn along the way and that ultimately leads you to success so um, congratulations on your success in your career thank you so much yeah I mean if I can give anybody a last word of advice before we go it's you know don't be afraid of a new opportunity and sometimes you don't even realize that it's an opportunity. Something may come along where you see it as additional work. For instance, learning how to do accreditation. I remember when the first time the word accreditation was said to me, I was like, what? No, I'm a sonographer. I don't want anything to do with that. But, you know, through the process of learning how to do accreditation and seeing what's involved, it made me a better sonographer because I realized these standards exist for a reason. And if you don't know them, how are you going to follow them? So just by going through the process of accreditation alone, I became a better sonographer. And so every opportunity you're given in your current position, you have no idea what that'll do for you down the road and what doors it may open and who you might meet and how that might change your path. So... I mean, I never expected to work for Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute when I came on board as a clinical instructor just to kind of fill my time because I was bored. And who, <laughs> who would have known that that would have turned into you know, this next step in my career? So any chance you're given, just take it, go for it, see what comes of it. And if nothing comes of it, no, you know, you're no worse for the wear. So, Absolutely. And those were great uh, words of wisdom to pass on to our, to our uh, listeners. And uh, I think we're about out of time at this point. And so I want to thank everyone for joining us. Um, We look forward to you uh, listening in to our next uh, Sonography Lounge episode. And happy scanning. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sonography Lounge. Don't forget, if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Sonography Lounge and Twitter at Sonography LNG. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to send an email to us at sonographylounge at gmail.com. Have a great week and scan, scan, scan.